details for our Get More in 24 $50,000 giveaway at ZimmerCommunications.com. Time for another snake draft on the Elisha Har Show. Come on, slither snake snake. Vote for your favorite list on Twitter at 933KWTO or on the Elisha Har Show Facebook page. Okay, our discussion, our snake draft today, most devastating, crushing losses in the history of the world. I know there's probably better number ones, but I can't get over the 2016 presidential election. Everybody and their brother had already decided Hillary Clinton had it wrapped up. New York Times had her as a 97% chance to win. I know somebody, shh, inside scoop, who was with George Soros the night of the election. The helicopter was ready to fly to the Javits Center to watch Hillary's acceptance speech. Soros was watching election results with New York Senator Chuck Schumer, the champagnes on ice. And as the night wore on, the upset happened. Hillary Clinton goes down to defeat in the biggest, most devastating loss in the history, probably of politics in general. That's my number one pick. It's a good pick, and it's, it's not the best pick. It's not just a good because I'll be honest. This was going to be my first overall pick too. Not only because everybody thought she was going to win, but because quite literally her entire life had been leading up to the 2016 presidential election. I mean, she she bit and scraped and clawed her whole way up there, stayed in a marriage where the guy cheated on her relentlessly for political reasons, for political gains. Also, she could one day, one day be the president of the United States. And who's she going up against? Donald Trump, the guy from The Apprentice? The guy that was in some of those rap songs back in the, the mid to late 90s. Okay, we got this in the bag. MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. And he just, <laughs> he, they just steamroll her. So it's a, it's a fantastic pick. It's also like such a personal, like a devastatingly personal loss. Um, you know, I don't know what it's like to lose a political campaign, but to lose a political campaign to somebody you absolutely detest and just think is the worst person on earth has to just i mean how do you recover from something like that yeah and i mean people even in missouri don't take losses very well i mean there was a a political campaign a long time ago uh i i remember hearing something about someone lost by like 20 points several years ago and is still to this day tweeting at the person she lost to over (laughs) and over and over again on new year's day it was it was really funny to watch that i am gonna go with my next pick to I wanted to make it general. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a little more specific though. A, a devastating loss was uh, Napoleon trying to invade Russia. Just a devastating, idiotic man. Move. Go look for some history on this. Not not even playing the commercial game this time. Not this time, no. Because this is. I mean, I'll get there. I'm sure. But uh, there's a there's a rule now that should always be a rule. It should all. If you're gonna be a dictator, if you're gonna be a military strategist, stop trying to invade Russia in the winter time. Just Stop doing it. Napoleon learned this. The big H-man over in Germany learned this in the early 1900s. Don't try to invade Russia in the winter. It never works out well for you. Napoleon went from going down as one of the greatest generals of all time to going down as a power-hungry short dude. 
just because he tried to invade Russia in the winter. It's it's a devastating loss for France, and it's a devastating loss for Napoleon's legacy. Uh, again, definitely going for a uh, for an, an historical example. Yeah, which I uh, I'm I'm trying to do more. Uh, number two. So listen, there's a lot of sports ones. I'm gonna hold off on my sports ones for now. I will get there. However, there is nothing more devastating to a man than starting to lose your hair. I feel like that just hurts more. You talking to about a guy who comes from a family where my dad and brother both, but both have been struggling with that. My brother, I think, I think he was thirteen, twelve or thirteen when he started uh, struggling with his hair. Uh, and he continues to struggle to this day. I mean, it's it is exactly like you no, said. No, he leaned into it. He's like, "Hair's the devil, and I'm getting rid of it." Well, he's I which mean, is the only way to handle good. Just Bruce Willis, that that is true. There are people who are trying to hold on for too long. The That's, coldest sack is the worst haircut on earth. There, yeah, my my stepdad has a perfect peninsula of hair going forward, and that's it. And we've been telling him for years, just shave it. Let it go. Be bold and aggressive one way or the other. Either have it or or get rid of it. Yep, I'm I'm still looking good on my hair so far, but I've only been on this show for a couple of months. I don't know some of the some of the show pictures we 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 commiserated about your your hairstyle. That was it. Those were some tough picks. (laughs) Those were some tough picks. We don't have to. We know that's actually I might draft that as some devastating <laughs> losses. Those were, those were, and I still put them on the graphics and everything. I'm the one who has to see them every single day. Just does my hair really lay like that? <laughs> those are that was a devastating loss. But I don't even know how we got on the hair. Balding. That's my pick. A loss oh, just of hair. Balding. Yeah, a loss of hair. A, a a man losing his hair can be a struggle at times. And I will tell you how much of a struggle because the prophet Elisha. When he first became, when he first received the power of Elijah, he asked God, I want a double helping of Elijah's power. First thing that happened is uh, some kids came out and started taunting him. There there goes the bald man. And what did he do? He called out two bears to eat the children. I mean, it is one, people say the Bible is, is not interesting to read. There are some stuff in the Bible that will blow your mind, and that's one of those stories. Yeah, there was also two female bears. Fun fact: the Bible the Bible specifies that, yeah, which is well, interesting. Well, I always think when there's a detail in there you don't understand, there's a reason it's in there. I've never figured out why that is. Maybe it, he was like further trying to emasculate the young teenage boys. Possible. Like, not only is this a a bear, it's a female bear that you're getting ripped to shreds by. So yeah, obviously the prophet Elisha was a little bit self-conscious about his loss of hair, and he had a double portion portion of Elijah's powers. So for men who are losing their hair, it's totally okay, totally normal, but it it's no doubt a struggle, devastating. <laughs> All right, well, uh, it, fascinating. I would I I I sort of missed what you were um, going for then. Okay, uh, my number two pick is going to be college football. It's probably the greatest. Crazy finish to a football game ever. It's the kick six in the Iron Bowl a few years ago. Alabama plays Auburn. The Iron Bowl is one of those three or four games every year that everybody pays attention to in the South. It's better than religion. People care so much about it. Back a few years ago, um, the Iron Bowl is getting played. I think it was in 2013. Back and forth game. Crazy things are happening. All kinds of insane stuff. The end of the game, it's a tie game. And the Alabama team lines up for an extra long field goal. They go, and there was a lot of discussion about do you play for overtime? Do you go for the field goal? It's like a 57, 58 yarder, which in college is 
the borderline record it's, setting. It's no cakewalk. It's no cakewalk. Well, Auburn puts the guy in the end zone. As you all know, Alabama's kick comes up short. The Auburn player runs it like 106 yards back for a touchdown. Game over. What people forget is this came the week after the stadium Auburn plays in, I think it's called Jordan-Hare Stadium. It came the week after what they called the prayer in Jordan-Hare, which was a miracle interception that ended the game. That was just one of those magical seasons that Auburn played that year. But I think for Alabama, to go from either we win or go to overtime and then be like, no, actually, you can lose, has to just be, and knocked him out of the you know national championship conversation, all of it. Also, one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest calls of all time. As someone who enjoys calling football games myself, it's one of the great down the side. And Auburn's going to win the football game. I mean, just, so crazy. Oh, uh, it gave me chills just repeating that and saying it in my head a few minutes ago. I mean, it is one. It, it is probably the most significant finish to a college football game. Certainly, of all the time. most uh, one of the most memorable. The other one I remember, and this isn't really a devastating loss. Two great teams. But in when Texas played USC in the national championship, USC had won two in a row. Texas was undefeated with Vince Young. The end of that game where Vince Young on fourth down scrambles for the touchdown, that moment gave me chills because it was just such a huge game. So last minute. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, unlike Garrett, I, 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 most of my big losses have to be in, in sports. I'm going to take one that I got to be, we got to be on the receiving end of the win, but a devastating loss had to be the 2011 World Series. Texas Rangers, who hadn't won a World Series ever, I don't think, are playing the St. Louis Cardinals. They're up three games to, they're in St. Louis. You all know the story. They have two chances where they're ahead to win the game in in the ninth and I think the eleventh innings, yep. and in both situations, the Cardinals down to their last strike, tie, and then eventually go ahead and win the game. I don't know what sort of infinitesimal odds it was that that it happened, but literally the most brutal end to a game in history. Game six is one of my earliest sports memories that I vividly, vividly remember watching on the TV. Uh, it's also the first time a, uh, any sports game made me cry. Um, not the last by any stretch, but definitely the first. In fact, I'll talk about another game that I cried at here in just a second. But this was the first time I was 10 years old. No. Yeah, I was 10 years old because uh, it was in 2011. And I just remember, finally, I remember hearing David Freeze crack that in the 11th inning, that crack of the bat, and just and I sat straight up in bed and just watched and I don't think I moved or spoke or did anything for five minutes watching him round the bases. The, the crazy, crazy thing is, that was amazing. It was the ninth inning, two balls, two strikes, bases loaded, down by, what were they, were they down three? Down Two or three. Yeah, and he like, and it just barely across the outstretched glove of the right fielder. Ah, the percentage odds of that are just so crazy. It's just hard to even contemplate. And if you're Texas, up three games of two, up three runs in the bottom of the ninth, two outs, two strikes, that loss just absolutely guts you. It has to. There's no way around it. You know, like that's that's gonna 
kill you. To be fair, that right fielder um, who missed that ball, his name was Nelson Cruz. He usually would play DH. He was not very good in the field ever in his entire career. Fantastic hitter, uh, but never never played well in the field. And so every, all the Rangers fans kept saying, why is this guy not DHing tonight? This is so weird. We can't have him in the field. He's going to be a liability. And sure enough, he ended up being a big liability. Speaking of games that I um, cried at, this is this is definitely one of them. I cried two or three separate times in this game. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm going with Patriots-Falcons, 28-3. I mean, oh. I'm glad you left it on the board for me. I get to talk about it in a good way. A lot of people get to talk about it in a very sad, depressing way. It was New England against the country in I, this I, game. Ironically, New England's got two that could be on the list. Because I don't know which is worse. If you're the Falcons and you're up 28-3 to and they come back and win, or if you're the Seahawks and you're ready to score the game-winning touchdown with the greatest running back in the game and you're on the two-yard line and they make the decision to throw and they throw an interception game over, I don't know which one is more crushing, and both of them, the Patriots come up on the winning end. Yeah, and I was debating both of these, and I was debating in my head what is worse. Having a big lead and then slowly losing over time, just slowly getting the life choked out of you, getting that lead ripped away from you over time, or boom, 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 oh, we lost. Like, I don't know which one is worse if it's the we're doing good, we're doing good, we're doing good, lose, or if it's we're doing good, we're doing good, we're doing bad, we're doing worse. Oh, my goodness, there's no way this can happen. No, 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 for three quarter or for two quarters in a row. So I I, I went with Patriots-Falcons. Like I said, it's uh, it's one of my favorite sports memories as a Patriots fan. But it's a devastating loss for the Falcons, and they still they still haven't recovered from that. Uh, they just fired their head coach yesterday, I believe, or, or earlier this morning. I can't remember which. But final pick for me, and I, I'm debating between two, a college football game or a major league baseball game. I think we're talking about, we talked about the Rangers a little bit. Let's keep talking about the Rangers, talking about them in a good way. I found this game from 2007. August 22nd, 2007. This is a baseball game. The Texas Rangers beat the Baltimore Orioles 30-3. to That's a real baseball score. So I'm going to go with that as my final loss. It happened in August uh, August 22nd. And funny enough, um, they were trailing 3 nothing after three innings, the Rangers were. The Orioles were ahead 3 to nothing in the third inning, and then the Rangers just... I don't know if I don't know if the commissioner legalized steroids for the next six innings or what happened in this game, but the Rangers just absolutely crushed them. And I don't think either team was having a great season in 07. So that it, it's just it's it's interesting to uh, to see. Looks like the Rangers scored four scored in only four innings, uh, scoring five runs in the fourth, nine in the sixth, ten in the eighth, and then six again in the ninth. Uh, and their Orioles only used four pitchers in that game, so clearly they were just kind of giving up at that point. But I'm going with a 30-3 to win over the Baltimore Orioles for the Texas Rangers. That's my final pick. All right. Um, I think the last one, and I've been trying to figure out how, how to get away from sports, but i got to go with this one because it's a classic. Greg Norman, who I think is maybe one of the top five best golfers in history, Um you look at the stats, just incredibly great golfer, but sort of famous for not winning as many majors as his golf talent should be. He goes into the final round of the Masters with a six-shot lead, which is a ginormous lead. And then he falls spectacularly. He shoots a 78. 
Nick Faldo shoots a 67. Norman lost the lead by the 12th hole and finishes five strokes behind Faldo. Third time Greg Norman finishes second at the Masters. Uh, He was in the top five eight times but never won it. Handled it as well as anybody. Just straight up said, hey, I screwed up. It's on me. I lost it. I I shot myself out of contention. No, like, oh, well, you know, they they changed the course today or they did this or they did that. Just a straight up, hey, I just, I had a bad day and he had a better day and handled it like a professional champ should have. That's why I think golf is one of the most impressive mental sports because it snowballs fast. Uh, by the way, what what year did you say that was? Did you uh, say the year? I think it was, uh, we, can, we can Google it for the graphic after, but yeah. I was just curious. Um, yeah, no. I just remember the year, be, or remember hearing about it because it's like, you think about how gutting that has to be. You could feel that green jacket. I think it's the, in fact, for Christmas this year, my mom got me a green jacket and stitched onto it the Masters because we <laughs> talked about it's the great, it's one of the greatest awards to win because it's so unique. You own that green jacket. Everybody knows what it means. Nobody knows what the, you know, the, the, the World Series championship looks like, but everybody knows what the green jacket looks like. And everybody, speaking of devastating losses, uh, congratulations, Eli- Elijah, for winning last week's draft on the iconic fictional weapons or movie weapons or TV weapons, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can go vote on this draft in a few minutes on 933-KWTO on Twitter. That's 933-KWTO or on the Elijah Har Show Facebook page just by going to the comment section, seeing the graphic that we've made with all of our picks, and you can vote from it, uh, vote on it from there. As we do every day, we finish up with a quote of the day. This from Marcus Aurelius. Loss is nothing else but change, and change is nature's delight. We'll see you tomorrow on the Elijah Hart Show. From California to the New York Island From the redwood forest to the Gulf Stream waters This land was made for you and me As I was walking that river of high